And then when my kids get here after school, I'm definitely not the queen. So Luca's the queen. Luca rules, rules this roost. All right, guys, should we get going with our business coach power hour? So if you have found your way into this Zoom room and you're not sure what's going on, hey, we're all coaches. We hang out together. Hopefully you're a coach too. Um, this is a power hour that's intended for people who are fully integrated business coach, FIBC or above, and or people who are close to that metric and or people who are close to that metric and have teams. So specifically, you're gonna find this useful if you have coach teams that you're mentoring, if you accidentally found your way here um, and you don't fit any of those requirements. It's not that we don't wanna have you, it's just that, oh my goodness, your business most right now is gonna need like the regular power hour to grow enough volume of uh, FQV so that you have enough coaches to hit the ranks that you know, I mentioned FIBC or close. So that's what we're here. And that's what we're doing. Um, I would love to, I would love to start with a question. Um, how many of you feel like your frontline business, which is your new clients, and supporting the clients that you have and your new coaches and supporting those brand new, like training of new coaches, that's your frontline business. How many of you guys feel like that needs more attention? And how many of you guys feel like you are so up to your elbows in running celebration calls and managing teams and helping with strategy that you need more time spent there and your frontline business is big and abundant? There's no right answer. We all go through these different kind of fluctuations with balancing our business. So if you feel like your frontline business needs more work and effort for your growth, put frontline. If you feel like your team needs the most, then put team in there. Awesome. And if you haven't thought about this in a while, well, <laughs> welcome. I'm gonna make you guys think today. Um, this is a great self-inventory to take every month as you're thinking about your monthly goals, every quarter as you're thinking about your quarterly goals so that you know where you need to focus because what got you here and what is maintaining you in your level of business here is not necessarily what's going to get you there to the next level of business growth. And so if you have some goals beyond maintaining and I'm guessing that if you're tuning into this, you don't just want to maintain the status quo, but you want to go further in your business. We may need to evaluate places that you need to shift, put more time and energy and heart here. Maybe there's some areas that you need to pull back on. Maybe this is a season of life where you don't adopt blind kittens. Little wink to a throwback of a boot camp that we did. So, all right, you guys have done this evaluation. Maybe some of you are still thinking does your frontline need more? time, effort, and attention, or does your team need more time, effort, and attention? And I'm going to go through a couple of activities with you guys today, but I want you to really use this hour to do what your business needs most. And if you just need to tune me out, that works too. So if I'm going into a lot of frontline business building activities, feel free to say, eh, I'm good there. I actually need to go touch base with 17 different coaches. Okay. All right. Um, that's where we're going to head, but because a lot of us do this as businesses and we already mentioned that we're, uh, at the leadership level doing some advanced training in Mexico, which sounds pretty swanky. I mean, depending on what kind of Mexico, I guess <laughs> we should clarify. Um, let me just read an income is probably going to come up. Uh, let me just read. Oh dear. Oh, allow Zoom to share your screen. Open systems preferences. Oh, hold on. New laptop. No, just scan my finger. Just do the fingerprint. Oh, okay. 
Um, we'll see if this works because I might need to restart my computer, Tracy, in order to properly share screen. It's saying that it may not record the IDS. I don't know. Can you guys see this? We can see it. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So if that's recording, then we're covered. Um, Optivia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optivia results from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Your success will depend on how well you exercise these qualities. Please see the Optivia income disclosure statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. Um, I learned today on a financial podcast that it is 0.06% of people who have a million dollars net worth or more. Isn't that interesting? So, and that's not making a million dollars a year, but they were talking about millionaires. Um, well, it was specifically on investing for retirement, but a million dollars in assets. So your, um, any property that you own outright, cash in the bank and like financial investments, 0.06 have a million dollars in assets. Crazy, um, very small number. Anyway, um, all right, I wanna talk about a little bit of FOMO with Mexico for any people that might be feeling it. Number one, you're exactly where you are supposed to be. So if you're not going to Mexico because you have a baby that's being born this week, well, yeah, you're exactly where you should be. Um, but I was explaining to some coaches that I was chatting with, they were just feeling like so much angst about the, the piece of not qualifying for Mexico. I want to go. I'm a you know, I just hit FIBC, but I don't qualify yet as integrated national or above, or I'm like all in, I'm all in. I will burn all of the ships. Tell me what ship to build and I will burn it. My business just hasn't um, developed enough for me to hit those qualifications to go to Mexico, but I want to sit there with the leaders and I want to learn this kind of leadership stuff. And I was saying that the thing to keep in mind with Anytime we have a qualifying event and keep this in mind with your coach teams and what's coming up in February in Texas is the content is aimed specifically at developmental pain points and growth points in a specific business for qualifying events. And that's why we have them be qualifying events. It's definitely not to be exclusive, but it's so that we can target right to the heart of developmentally, what does a business at the IND level or above need? What are their struggles? Where do they need to focus? And same thing is going to happen in Texas. You guys may have coach teams that you're like, oh my gosh, they're only associate director, but this person is going IPD. They don't qualify. Can I get an exception? Here's the thing. Spending time in leadership development, when you just need to generate enough clients to have that kind of business, will slow down getting there. Does that make sense? So me, before I hit IND or global, me sitting in a global and above training call would have taken time and energy and focus away from where I could spend it so that I could hit IND or global. So let that assuage any uh, FOMO that people might have about qualifications. And again, this is something that we filter down into our teams. And so you're going to have some of this FOMO and disappointment sometimes with um, people coming up in February that really, really want to be there. They're just not ready yet. And it's in their best interest that they dial into the stuff that is aimed at where they're at right now developmentally. The other thing is, you know, some of these topics aren't really relevant. It's like, sitting in a parenting class for how do you survive the teen years when you're in the toddler years? That doesn't help me. I don't need to know about body odor when I'm just trying to figure out how can I teach my toddler to not throw stools across the room? She's like Louisa in Encanto. She's very, very strong. So there's my little tidbit on FOMO for Mexico and other qualifying events. Was that useful to anyone? Did that help anyone with language of what you know is coming down the pipeline with Texas and people feeling real left out? Okay, so let's go into business planning for your fourth quarter. Boom, <laughs> whoa, we got real serious real fast. You're welcome. 
I'd love for you guys to take a little bit of time um, and jot it down on a piece of paper, pull up an iPhone note, pull out the back of your map. Uh, if you are a watch list user and you don't use a map, print off the map and start using at least the back of it for certain things because we're gonna need it. Um, think about as we close out December, the last day of December, 2022, where specifically do you want your business to be? And jot down those goals. So it may be something like a rank. It may be something like a number of coaches on your front line. It may be a, an FQV goal that you have for yourself. It may be a, a merger of all of those. And think really specifically, not just pie in the sky. Oh, I want to be global by the end of the year. Just where does your business need to go in that next, that next area of growth? Okay. All right. Now, if that's going to happen, oh, I'm going to give you a minute. So keep jotting th some things down. Um, I'm going to do this myself. There's a certain amount of frontline EDs that I would love to have by the end of the year. Um, anyone here? Oh, uh, I can't ask that. If there's anyone here who's like sitting at the point of leadership where you have like FIBC teams, you can think about that too. Are there teams that you really want to help get to FIBC? That doesn't bring income, that brings time freedom for you because those people who are nearing FIBC then start taking over celebration calls. There's a gradual process for that. We walk them into it. But end of Q4 for 2022 for your business, what do you want it to look like? Is there a rank? Is, there, is it a paycheck? Actually, no, don't do paycheck. I scratch that. You can put that on a different list, but we're looking at business structure here. Okay, so for myself, I'm looking at, I want a certain amount of new ED coaches on my front line. I want to assist a certain amount of people to really solidify FIBC. And then I want to have two new high quality coaches in the, in training in that kind of baby coach phase. So that's what I'm thinking of for Q4. All right. Now we're sitting in November and we have approximately less than 60 days. You can tell I'm great with math, um, to get there. So if we work backwards and you look at those goals that you wrote down, what then needs to happen by the end of this month in order to be on track for that goal? If I want two new frontline EDs, I need maybe one of two to hit, or I need both my frontline EDs to be moving into associate director, director territory, right? If I need two new coaches in training, if that's one of my goals, is to sponsor two new super high quality coaches that are in training and moving to senior coach. How many coach explorers, how many new clients do I need to bring on this month so that I have some people in the hopper to be starting as new coaches before the end of the year? So draw a line or put a space in whatever you're writing this on and then jot down November. What needs to happen this month to be on track? Okay, how many of you guys went from, yeah, this is where I want to end 2022 to, oh, poop, <laughs> that's unrealistic because I can't get done what would need to happen in November to hit that metric. Anyone? It's okay. You can just be with yourself. You don't have to put it in the chat. Um, but it's, it's really common for some people to have some goals that 
then when they back the time, the timeline up of, well, this would need to happen and this would need to happen. And then this would need to happen. And they go, Ooh, maybe that's not a realistic goal. Okay. So if you look at November and you say, it's completely unrealistic for me to have five new frontline EDs when I have no one close right now that have to hit so that I can have another five in December so that I can hit IPD like by the end of 2022. If you have any of those kinds of situations happening right now, let's go back to end of, end of Q4. Those first goals that you wrote down, maybe we make some of those into Q1 of 2023 and you reevaluate where you really could realistically with enough work put in, in the right areas, hit these metrics. Okay, little shuffling, little editing of our goals. And then if you edit your Q4 goals, let's re-edit your November goals. What needs to happen this month to be on track for where you want to be the end of Q4, closing out 2022. Here, I'll tell you some of my other goals though, actually. Like, yeah, there's big ones like EDs and new coaches and training. Um, <laughs> I am on a increasing FQB so that I have really solid potential coaches. So I have an FQV goal of where I'd like to be by the end of 2022. And I also have a number of Facebook friends goal because I went on a massive clean out and oh, Facebook and the ADD. Oh, my nephew's in the hospital. Okay. Nope. We're not going there. Um, we'll, we'll go there later. Right. Uh, let's see. So I'm writing down my number of Facebook friends last week on Monday, I was at that number. Now I'm going to I'm just tracking. I'm up. Oh gosh, that's so much math. 16. I think I'm up, up 16 in a week. I can do better than that. So I'm really focusing on adding quality friends um, and working on increasing my FQV. So those can be some goals that you have for yourself too. If you're in a season of really trying to grow your sphere, maybe you've tapped your initial sphere about dry and it's time to get in some Facebook groups and and or get out in the real world um, for people who leave their houses and go meet some new people. Okay, so here's our goals. And now let's take November. We are a week in, so we've got three weeks left in November. One of those weeks is Thanksgiving, which for a lot of people, it's like at least half the week is kind of like, Depending on how many children, dogs, family, things you host, half of the week of Thanksgiving might be totally lost for productivity. For others of you, you're like, this is time off and people are watching a sport that I don't care about and I can get so much work done. So whatever, whatever your situation is, but let's look at, all right, now let's get to action. It's Monday. What can we do between now and the end of the week? to set this trajectory in motion, okay? Now, do you know what to do? Go do it. Can I be done? <laughs> Does anyone have questions looking at reverse engineering your goals and what needs to happen in November where you do feel like there's maybe a gap? You're like, okay, so this is what needs to happen in November, but I don't know how to get there. Is there anyone brave that wants to ask any questions? We can. Try to troubleshoot and brainstorm together. If it's specific business advice, I'll always refer you to your mentorship team. But no questions. I mean, really, you can just pick my brain. You guys all I, know. I have a question. Do it. Hey, it's Betsy. I couldn't find my hand. Oh, good. Betsy Boone. Oh, gosh. You may want to take me off spotlight. The kids have been sick. You um, look beautiful. So my question, oh, you are very kind. Um, my question is, as an FIBC, I want to solidify my, my coaches. I've got a couple that are, that are coming up, 
they're afraid. You know, they're, they're holding back. They're not, you know, they're doing some of the things. They're not really getting on the power hours. And what suggestions do you have for loving, but also giving them space? And I recognize that my number one goal is to run with myself right now so that I can, so I have more clients and more potential coaches from there. Yes. Do you understand the question? I love okay. that that's your like that you know that that is your focus and that that's going to fill a funnel that gives abundance of coaches that you're working with. We'll take you off spotlight, even mm-hmm. though your sick with kid um, version is way better than my sick with kid version. I'm not sick. I just, <laughs> this is what you guys get today. Walk the dog and it's windy. And who wears makeup when you cannot wear makeup on a Monday and go to work in your pajamas. So solidifying coaches. Um, can I ask who your global global slash presidentials are? Yeah. Br- yep. Brenna and Adam. Okay. Awesome. Brenna so, and Adam. You have a phenomenal mentorship team who's going to know because they've spent time with some of these coaches and they may have a good pulse on which coaches, if you're trying to solidify, which ones are actually fruitful for you trying to solidify and which ones no one could do anything with, right? One of the faults that I think we have as mentors is we think if we knew what to say, when to say it, how can we show up? What balance of relationship versus transactional? If I just knew they're like, language and I could get in there with what they need, then I could excite them enough to do something to grow. And the sad reality for those of us who um, want this so badly for people who will never take the opportunity is that sometimes there is nothing you can do. So there are probably a mixture. You might have a mixed bag in your organization of coaches that there are some great things you could do strategically to help solidify them, to motivate them, to maybe work with some baby steps, help put together a side-by-side, to just eke them forward a little bit as they gain confidence. And then they might have some more, um, what's the right word? They might have more motivation to do more once they see what this is doing. Does that make sense? There's a lot of people who come into coaching thinking, okay, fine. I'll coach the three people at work who have asked. And then they hit senior coach. Notice at that level, if they just want to coach three people at work, I'm not going to go in with, but you can leave your job, right? There's a lot of things between now and that potential. And Jessica Road Armor is a perfect example of this. So came into coaching to coach one friend, then she had a blast with it and said to my face, she's obviously muted me because she hears too much of me, um, said to my face, I don't, I don't want to do this as my job. I don't want to do this part-time. Like this is just a fun little hobby. And then it grew and it grew. And then she hit the point of, I love this way more than my job. We made an exit strategy. Now look at her living her best life, queen. But if I had gone in with Jessica as, but listen, you can take that one person that wants you to coach and you can turn that into this like huge empire that's going to change you and John's life and your kitties are going to live their best life. She would have been like, you're a weirdo, right? So there are some people as you're looking to solidify these coaches that you're talking about, there are some people and Adam and Brenna would be perfect people to ask and just say, hey, based on your assessment, do you think I can get anywhere with this person? Mm-hmm. And it may not be the season and it may not be the person you can ever get yeah. anywhere with. There are some people who are just never going to want to coach more than Aunt Linda. Mm-hmm. And then your best strategy becomes not spending too much energy on the Aunt Linda helper, right? Yeah, I think that's one of, one of the uh, the one of the areas that I recognize that I have to focus on not doing is, and, and Brenna and Adam have been great and I, I need to go back and that's a, an excellent question to go back to them with because it is important to let folks go so that you can free up your own space 
to bring others on and to to spend the time with the folks who really desire it or they they have a better shot at it. Yeah. And I'm you know what I'm trying to convey there. Yes. And and it feels like pressure if they're really not interested in having more than the three the, the real dangerous part, right, is when you have someone who only wanted to coach three people, but then Aunt Linda became client number four. And then you're like, oh my gosh, you're at four, you're at four, you're at four. If you hit senior coach, blah, 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 blah. But if they can't be motivated a little bit to senior coach, then that's going to feel like pressure for them. And it leaves a bad taste in their mouth about coaching altogether, right? So how to solidify coaches? I would say, number one, evaluate, is this a coach that... I can, I, as a mentor can help in this season and with where they're at, um, I can help move them forward. The other thing, you know, as a, as a business owner, we will always teach you to think strategically in addition to being in relationship, but from a strategic standpoint, um, and again, this is where you seek Adam and Brenna's guidance, because they're going to know, they're going to know your situation. They're going to know your business. They're going to know if it's going to, um, like, what is that right word? I keep wanting to use the wrong analogy where you like kick yourself with your own foot. Like you kick, I don't know. One of those things that like comes back and slaps you in the face, (laughs) right? If so, sometimes what we're looking at strategically is listen, we're one senior coach away from really solidifying um, FIBC and we've had someone fall off and it's like, oh, am I going to lose my FIBC bonus? And you may have your mentors who are like this and they may have information about qualifying events or other things that they can't disclose to you yet. And they're like, we have got to solidify this and now is the month, let's do it. What needs to happen? Who needs to order under so-and-so and how can we just you know, really make this happen for that coach. Let's throw scholarships at them. Let's offer some practice health assessments. Let's find a coach in depth. And when they're coming to you as your mentors with that kind of intensity, you'll know that it's right for your business versus saying, you know what, let's let that one go. Let them be happy with their three clients. So sometimes we're going to do something strategically in the short term, even though that's not a a long-term partner right? Sometimes that will happen. Some, we, well, yeah, we often will build to a rank and some of it's a little shaky. And then we have to solidify at the rank with some people who are actually going to be around through a harder season, right? Or through a holiday season. So evaluate, you know, strategically, does this need to happen or does X, Y, Z need to happen in order to maintain your rank or anything that's really important to like your paycheck and your family's livelihood. And then with solidifying coaches, look at, are they solidifiable? And you can ask for some outside feedback from, from Adam and Brenna. If it's been, you know, you, the ball analogy, if you've been tossing balls and hand delivering balls and baking balls into cake and taking them over to their doorstep and offering to, you know, clean their house and vacuum for them so that they could maybe hold the ball for two seconds. Um, There becomes a point where nothing's going to happen there. Maybe just for a season, maybe forever. And you need to know when to just let them do their thing, right? Let them sit on the bench. You've got other players. Okay. So that was, was that the question or was there a part two of the question? You, you hit the primary question. The underlying question is, uh, as I'm working to run with myself, you know, and then, then it's going back and it's living your health out loud. Where are you in your personal, where are you in your personal health? Are you living your health out loud? Um, you know, are you consistently branding? Are you showing up on social media as more than just a health coach, right? So that you're going live, you're, um, yeah, you're doing the follow-ups, you're doing the power hours. Uh, are there any, did I miss anything? I mean, it's, it's kind of like pulling yourself off of autopilot and into manual mode again. 
And it's really easy when we're running coach teams to phone it in and kind of put yourself on autopilot, cruise control with your branding. You have a branding service and you throw up a picture of your kids once a day. There's the picture of the cat for today. You know, you, you think, oh, it's fine, A to Z. And then you actually go back through your screenshots and you're like, three months since I've done it? That can't be right. But it is, or it has been for me. Um, so yeah, it is kind of getting back into the driver's seat. The good thing is once you do that, once you start seeing a little bit of momentum, there's nothing that breathes new life into a business, like having a couple new clients that are doing phenomenal. And then they mention coaching. If you have someone that's passionate about plan and then they become a coach and they want to do things, someone who's eager for mentorship, they could get to senior coach within a month or two. I mean, faster sometimes, but I don't want to discount the slow and steady people who don't necessarily have a Facebook sphere because that was me. But once I got going, I was a pretty solid leg for my coach's business, right? So as you have that wave of breath, that wave of fresh air coming in with your own frontline business, that sure helps take the pressure off of you to keep certain coach legs alive by CPR every two weeks in their business, just begging them to give you a sign of life because you have some people who are alive over there. Awesome. Okay, so for those of you who are just joining, we did an inventory of where do you wanna end 2022? And then what does that mean that you need to accomplish in November? Then we're backing it up to what can we do this week to set some of those things in motion. And so on this power hour, you're not going to wrap that all up, right? But you can give yourself some action steps and you can give yourself some time blocks of this is really what my business needs. And it's different to just go through the motions of something like A to Z or friending when you're just doing it because I feel like I need to do it and my coaches are doing it and I know I need more frontline volume. It's different to write something down, write your goals down on the back of your map or elsewhere and put a time block into your calendar and title the time block ways that I'm going to stabilize my rank so that I'm never stressing at the end of the month, all caps in a fresh new color in your calendar. And you know what that means. It's whatever these things are that you're brainstorming that needs to happen this week are for you. And then when that time block pops up on your calendar, it's like, oh, okay, I can't just silence this alert. I need to go build my business so that I'm not stressing about my rank at the end of the month or so that I'm hitting global or so that I'm you know, expanding and seeing 10,000 hit my bank account every month, income disclosure statement. <coughs> All right, so you can use this time to reverse engineer and also feel free, just like Betsy did, ask questions if you're feeling like there's a gap. So she was wondering, you know, solidifying coaches, right, for her business structure, and then also building her frontline. If you have questions about what does it mean, what, where to go with these ideas that you've brainstormed that need to happen so that you can close out 2022 where you want to be, pop off mute, ask a question. Yes, Jasmina. Hi. Hi. So, hi. Um, so what, uh, I am struggling with is um, my frontline, not so much volume, uh, but uh, with bringing coaches on my frontline, it's really quite bleak. <laughs> and uh, there's, I see potential, of course, um, but uh, the people I'm looking at as my future partners are not yet ready. I'm working on relationship with them, trying to edge them forward a little at a time. And they're kind of new. They're, they're the new ones who come from some, you know, not too much action oriented people. Uh, however, it's my business is really growing in depth and I'm loving it because I'm getting a chance to work with people who really want it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's where it is. It's not an ideal situation. I know I'm leaving a lot of money on the table, blah, 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 blah. But um, I feel... Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't want it to be like a mental block in my head that, because I've been saying I can really work in depth, but I'm not so good in my, you know, in bringing people on in my own front line. Uh, or 
it's just not the right time. I just think maybe there's some growth I have to do, personal growth. But I'm not I'm not stressing like I used to about it. Like I would have given myself a lot of grief in the past. I'm actually very happy uh, because I I see, of course, the payoff of building in depth. But sometimes I feel like I don't want to get into a too passive a mode. You know what I mean about. But sometimes I feel like I don't know what to do because some of the people I have tried to drag over the line, drag over the line, drag over the line. Uh, I've stopped doing it because it just doesn't pay. You know, it just in the end, you know, they don't they're not able to keep up uh, no matter what you do. You know what I mean? So anyway, so that's my um, challenge is really in my frontline coaches and um, yeah. it's not yet manifesting. I think it'll happen, but it's not yet there. I'm not yet there. And I'm sometimes at a loss about how I can push that forward. Sometimes I feel I just have to keep, just keep doing what I have to do and build relationship until people are ready. But do yeah. you have any thoughts about that? Oh my goodness. I have so many. I'm so excited that you shared that. Thank Stay you. on the spotlight if you don't mind. Okay. I want to ask some questions. Okay. This is a really common thing that happens in this business for a variety of reasons, but there's two things that we can do when our frontline coaches are being the people that we're trying to drag across lines. And this we are realizing is not fruitful. You can go down or you can go wide, right? So we can find someone in their client load who might be a coach mm. or in their coaches, if they have coaches underneath them, right? So that's going down in that line. Mm. And if they are a really disengaged coach. Like I have a few who have, you know, shown up in connect as a coach for a couple of years. They haven't called a client ever. They are using this as like, Hey, you sign up under me. They're not even doing anything close to this plan themselves. I've got one gal that's like, I don't know, like a CrossFit instruct. It's a mess, right? We, we all have them. So the best thing I could do, I, I mean, I could replace her, but if she does have, let's say three to seven people, even ordering underneath her, and I know they're not getting coached, I can reach out to them and see if one of them will make a coach. Okay. That's a great idea. There is in the old running to Fibble Facebook group, which mm -hmm. is an Apple's organization, Facebook group for people who are building um, past FIBC. And they opened it to like EDs with two senior coaches. You can always ask your mentorship to add you. If you're not in there, there are, there's a previous recording called digging for gold. And it's a phenomenal instruction with sample language of how do you reach out to clients underneath a disengaged coach without okay. upsetting that coach without throwing them under the bus. Right. So as I reach down into that disengaged CrossFit, whatever she's doing person, um, to her <laughs> clients, I wasn't saying, Hey, your coach is a total loser. I'm so sorry that she's not coaching you, but I'm here as the hero and I would love to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> Definitely right. not that, but I introduced myself as just another piece of her support team. And I'd love to hear about her journey, friended her on Facebook and she brought up a couple of stuff with her direct coach, like, oh yeah, I don't hear from her. And I'm like, yeah, people really take coaching and do all sorts of different things with it. Um, but I'm here too. And if you feel like you need extra accountability, we can do it together. Um, this person that I called, it was actually a, well, it was back and forth over messenger actually. Um, and then I later got on a phone call. I said, actually, I have a new client who's restarting. She mentioned, oh, I... I'm on and off plan. My coach never calls me. I feel like I'm a failure. Right. And she said, I'm, I'm trying to restart. And I said, well, I actually have a client that's restarting today. Why don't you, or tomorrow, why don't you restart with her? And I'll just check in with both of you really quick. It takes like 30 seconds of my time and I'm already doing it. And it helps to feel like there's someone being accountable. So I essentially coached this person. Nice and developed a relationship with her. And she referred three friends to me. And by heck, one of them's going to be a coach someday, <laughs> right? So that relationship with the coach was fine. Like I didn't 
I didn't damage it at all. She, we really have like no contact. Now, if I take all of the coaches, even all of the disengaged coaches in my organization, and I say, well, I'm going to reach out to all of their clients. That would never work. Right. But this was a very targeted, I'm looking at this line and I'm thinking, gosh, out of these seven ordering entities underneath this disengaged coach, there has to be someone that's motivated and, and might want to do something. And I went to all of their Facebook pages and I found the one that I felt a little, little spark about, right? Like a heart list. And that was where I started. So I could have done all seven, but I was really, I was really targeted with this one. Um, and it was also because she had responded and kind of reached out to me. Um, so anyway, so we can go down in a line. That's a really great trip tip. Thank you. Yeah. So we can go down or we can go wide and we can bring on another coach, but the struggle of balancing, I've got depth to work in and these people want to do something. Yeah. And then I've got frontline and I'm trying to, you know, find a, find a sign of life. It's very common in this business. And so I would love to ask when you think about what it feels like as you're working with your coaches in depth, Mm-hmm. Share with us what that's like for you. What it feels like as in, uh, as in what I see in the future or. No, uh, or just the joy. Actual feeling when you work with those coaches who are in depth that you, that you are working with, what does it feel like? So it feels really good because they're hungry. Uh, I see potential in them, you know, and. I think one of my, one of, so I don't have a very wide business. Okay. And, um, and um, it will happen. I know, but right now it's not. And uh, so one of my, one of my legs of business that went like, like a shooting star, she really grew fast. She's amazing in many ways, but uh, she's struggling, I think with some, her own, you know, whatever blocks about, you know, being systematic or whatever. So um, I think down the line, what's happened is she's brought a lot of these shooting stars who are really like champs. They just bring a lot of people. They grow really fast, but they don't, they're not systematic. And um, and so there were signs like it was looking really wobbly like a month ago and ev- right from the top to the bottom. And that was I kind of was, I kind of knew it was coming because they're not systematic. And so I was like, it's going to crash, you know, eventually because they're going to run out of all the people they know and eventually. So anyway, the good news is there's been a change. There's been, I've worked with this coach. I've changed myself also um, and realized that she needs more gentle care, (laughs) not just barking out what she needs to do and just trying to really understand where she is and I she's she's yeah amazing and has a lot on her plate and I understand so anyway um what I'm what I'm really trying to do and the good thing is I can see some change happening one of the coaches she had just stopped she was ED for a month and then she just stopped communicating she closed Facebook she stopped answering our calls or messages and I just, again, I because of the community, I learned to say, must be something going on. She has a sister who I'm working with now. And the little ch- changes is that the sister came on, uh, on a training health assessment for one of a new coach that she brought on. So what I'm trying to do is hoping to break them all more systematic and having a chance to work in depth. So even though I'm working really, really down the line, I'm working with people who I feel are excited and who I can train to be, have a more duplicable business that can be more sustainable in the end. Yes. So to oversimplify, sorry, I went to, it feels, no, it's, it's great. It feels good to work with that. And you first started by saying it feels really good. And I see so much potential. And then you're talking about the shakiness and like the system. And it's like, oh, here's a project. Yeah. This is like a, this is like organizing my storage room downstairs. It's going to be phenomenal when it's finished, right? There's something I can do with this. Yes. What does it feel like with these disengaged coaches on your front line? When you work with them, what's the feeling in three words or less? <laughs> 
let go of some um not give up on some i don't i don't feel like giving up because i see potential um uh, but no more dragging on the line even though i'm leaving money on the table even though it's not serving me in many ways but you know it's not sustainable i can't yeah so i it's a drag of course okay. it's a drag. it's a drag give me another emotion uh and for those of you in this situation, feel free to pop your emotion in. What does it feel like to work with coaches on your front line who don't do anything? So uh, I, I think just um, for me, that has changed from feeling frustrated. It is just meet them where they are at. And if they're not, they're not ready, they're not coachable. It's okay. I treasure them for what they are. I appreciate how far they've come because I see change. There've been people who've never worked in their life who are now doing IT jobs or whatever, um, but are they're not my people in the long run to be partners in this business. So I'm okay to let them go and just appreciate where they're at. I want to touch base with them sometimes because uh, they could every now and then they pop a new client, maybe every three, four, five months, but they don't, they're not systematic. So just letting go is what I'm, I'm learning. I think it's, it's important, right? The letting go is necessary because yeah. I'll tell you what other people have commented. The feeling, the emotion is exhausting, frustrated, frustrating, exhausting, frustrating, helpless. I see time freedom to go and find more beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I like Defeating, that. Energy draining, frustrated, dejected, draining, discouraging, rejected, irritated, rejected. Yes. So the difference with working in depth is you have a whole basket, right? You, you've got the terrible analogy, but I'm working on non-food analogies. You have the um, jelly belly, a gazillion flavors that you get to hand pick which ones you like best. And on your front line, there's less to choose from. Yes. And you can't just go with you know, who's in momentum, unless you have enough width that you can choose who to go with in momentum. But it's so easy to play over here where we feel valued. Working in depth is phenomenal, especially when there's a couple of layers of coaches and Jasmina comes to a call. Oh, that new coach is going to listen to everything you say. A new coach on my front line is still trying to figure out if I'm crazy or not. Exactly. Yeah. Right? There's less inherent trust with just your frontline coaches and that feeling of rejection, I think is so huge for us. How many times are we going to touch a hot stove before we walk away from it? Bring on a coach, pour all this energy, pour all this energy, pour all this energy. And then they do nothing. Bring on a coach, pour in this energy. Let's do branding. Let's do celebration calls. Let me clear my calendar. And then they do nothing. How yeah. many of you guys feel like that? How many of you guys have children and you potty trained and in potty training, the first one or two or three or five, you said, I'm never having another child again, because this is miserable. Maybe it wasn't potty training. Maybe it was sleep training. Right. And eventually you forget and you have another child if you're me. Um, <laughs> but we do this with coaches and it's really hard because eventually we come to a new coach and we are just come on, real confessional now. How many of you guys with a new frontline coach are like, okay, well, we'll see if this one does anything. All right. I'm available for training health assessments here and here, but not here because that's my massage and not here because that's my date night. And I'm, I've learned before. I'm not clearing my schedule for these practice health assessments because this person is probably going to do nothing. It's not even worth me bringing frontline um, celebration calls to Andrea because none of these people are going to do anything anyway. And if they do, then they're crazy. And it's just a bunch of drama. Okay. So identify that you might be feeling like that. And what happens is there's this huge energy exchange. I'll release you from spotlight, Jasmina. Thank there's you. this huge energy <laughs> exchange um, with yourself. That sounds exhausting and frustrating and like rejection. Why would I sign myself up for that? So now all of a sudden, without even knowing it, I'm doing things to keep myself from having to do that. 
I'm sending out the energy that I don't want new frontline coaches. I don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. It's so much more fun to go work in depth with these people that value me. And I get on a call and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for your time. And you're introduced by your coach. It's like, oh, this is Jasmina. She knows so much. She's been coaching for so long. She's helped so many people. And you're like, oh, this is rubbing my ego. This is so great. This is fun. I'm adding value. I can make a difference here. And so we hit this like this hard stop point with business growth because we don't sign up to go through the toddler years and put our heart on the line with rejection again. So we have to find the joy and just put ourselves all out there. You got to risk it for the biscuit, guys. Edder, cheddar, or Optavia biscuit. Um, okay, I'm going to take a quick break. Thank from you. That. Thank you, Danielle. Yes. I got to go. Mora. Do I pronounce your name right? Mara? It's Mara. Mara. Like there's no you in it. I knew it. Um, my mom is from Arkansas. Thank you so much for being here and for that question, Jasmina. My question is, um, I have gone in depth and, you know, I'll have a coach who's not real organized or whatever, but she'll just like explode organically. And then, sorry, no makeup, Mara. Uh, she'll explode organically and then she'll pop a coach. And um, so then I'll work with that coach and, and she'll be excited for a while and she'll pop a coach. And then that coach gets excited for a while and she'll pop a coach. So literally I'm four levels down with this one group. And each of them has eventually just completely lost interest, started ghosting me. Like, I don't know. And, and I know when they don't see their own coaches doing anything that, and that life has ha been happening to them. And I don't know. I, I just, what do I do at that point? Do I just kind of give up on that leg? I mean, one, the, one of the coaches four levels down actually unfriended me, like didn't want to hear from me anymore. So what do I do there? Like there's some sort of balance between being excited and trying to support them, but also recognizing that their coaches aren't doing anything. And it, does it just take the right person? I can't say the wrong thing to the right person or what? I'll stop right answering. Person, it's also worth, like if we are really showing up fully okay with getting out of our comfort zone, there's no failure, only feedback. Run this through your global of what do you see that I do in mentoring coaches? Is there anything that might be turning them off? Right? Is there anywhere that you could shift just in case? Um, but I have a coach who's just phenomenal, and she was number five. Didn't do anything. Dang it. She was so smart. Didn't do anything. Oh, she was so shiny. That was agony. Didn't do anything. And she was like, man, this would have been everything for her accountability. Didn't do anything, never even could talk to this person. Number five, rock star. How did you get to five if the one above her wasn't even letting you talk to her? Um, she actually reached out to her couple up saying that she'd like some training on how to become a coach. She'd never even had a health assessment. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I go, I go down to, you know, you, this is your business. Every client that comes into your connect, every coach that comes into your connect is a part of your business and you're paid to help mentor them. I treat it as my job to have open contact with people. And if, you know, the first four don't want any contact with me, whatever. I can find their phone number and connect and call them. You know, Kevin Tinter called me to welcome me to ED or whatever so many years ago. He didn't ask Adam and Gina, oh gosh, I'd like to congratulate Danielle on becoming, but you're the presidentials. And let me reach out to, you know, at that point, Global Morris team. And, and you know, don't, he just called me. Okay, so I could, it would be, I mean, and I did that all the way down to number four and I did mentor her on a few things. And then again, she ghosted. So would I be reaching out to her clients or seeing maybe if her clients are active on the page, then I'd reach out or do I just kind of at that I mean, point? You could. It would depend on, you know, strategically if you need something there. And I mean, again, run it through your global with what your business needs, but you could reach out to clients. You could reach out to, because if you have layers you have client load, client load, client load, client load, right? And you could probably find some gold in there. Okay, thanks. Yeah, real quick, before I take your question, Brooke, I wanted to give you guys another assignment. Um, one of the most important windows 
of a client's journey with us to become a coach is their first two months. And you're going to hear more about this because this is what, you know, as we talk with other top leaders in Optavia, as we talk with Optavia corporate, what are they seeing? And there is really this sweet spot in their first two months of program. And so as leaders, we can take extreme ownership for that and go just right to the source of these are our prime candidates for new coaches in our organization. And some of them you may have never even heard of because you don't have coaches setting up celebration calls. So what you can do is celebrate with them. If you have a new coach who's not setting up celebration calls, you can be checking what new clients are they bringing in and you can ask them, hey, can you set up a celebration call with Jane? I'd love to celebrate with her. I'll say it once to a new coach and then I'll remind them once and then I will set it up myself. I will just reach out to the client. Hey, I'm a part of your um, support team with Optavia. I'd love to celebrate your journey. And if that's a leg, I'm, again, I, you can't, it's not sustainable to do this with all legs of your business and all clients that are coming in. But if there's a leg of business that you're trying to sturdy up and they've got clients coming in and they never get on celebration calls and they're not engaged, you could reach out and open that line of communication with those clients so that when and if they've got a coworker who wants to come on plan, they know you and they've talked to you. Okay. In Connect, there's a couple of places that you can find how, uh, how to find these new clients. Um, there is a specific report for new clients this month within your organization. So if you're staying on top of this monthly, that's all you'll need. But if like me, you let things kind of pile up and then you give yourself a little big project in your calendar, you can go to engage. No, sorry. Client support. Wait, what did we say, Pella? Hold on. Client orders. Yes. We can go to client orders. No. Clients report. Sorry. Okay. Under the client support tab, you can click clients report, select organization. And that literally gives you every client that has ever signed in to your organization ever. And then what you can do is sort by um, descending. So the newest are going to show up first and just go back, you know, two months. And now you've got your prime candidates of clients who are most likely to become coaches. Go see who they're a coach under. Has this person had a health assessment? If you want to filter it, go check out their Facebook first. Is this someone you would love to become a coach in your organization? Don't leave it up to disengage Debbie to not set up the celebration call, you can reach out, you can friend that person and start that line of communication so that if they're not getting adequate client support, they know they can reach out to you. Not to take that client, just to offer support as a mentor through that coach so that these high potential, baby potential coaches could become a coach, okay? Um, while you're in your client's report, down at the very bottom of that chart that pulls up when you hit organization, it's going to show you one through 20 of X amount of items. That X amount of items, that total number of clients, that's every client that's come into your organization. You wanna do a little brag on yourself post, perfect for social media and branding what you do as a business owner. Go see how many clients your organization has sponsored to date. And you can put together a post of celebrating, you know, 500 clients helped since I became a health coach. You could do a collage of a couple of side-by-sides with a picture of yourself, right? Talk about a showstopper. You're not just posting pictures of client transformations, but hey, so-and-so has helped 500 people or a thousand people or 1200 people or 7,000 people. That gets people going, oh, she's like, she's legit. Okay, say that again, yes. So in Optavia Connect under the client support tab, there is a client's report. When you click that, it will open up a spreadsheet 
When you click organization, that will pull up every client that has ever come on under your organization. So down at the very bottom where you see the different pages you can go through, it'll say one through 20 of X amount of items. And since every client is an item, that gives you your total number of clients come into your organization so far for a little brag on post. Brooke, we're gonna go over if you guys wanna go over for just a little minute and then we're gonna end this. Thanks for taking the time to answer my question. Let me ask it at least, you haven't answered it yet. Um, hi, it's been a minute since I've been off camera, off mute forever. Um, anyway. Well, so, hi, we love you. I know, thanks, I love you too. Um, so first of all, like my mentorship line is amazing because Melissa Shorg is my coach. And so she's been helping me with this, but I kind of want just like a little, little extra help and perspective. And I think it's because my brain is so black and white sometimes, and I'm kind of a, a big rule follower. So in conjunction to, um, like securing legs, that sort of thing, I've got an ED who's on top of an ED right now. And it seemed, well, she actually, um, just hit regional, but what's interesting when I kind of look at, um, as she's grown in her business, it's very much um, gotten to the point where she wants to take more and more and more ownership of her business, which is awesome. And I love that. So how do I continue to maintain relationships with coaches below her? Because I kind of feel like now she's starting to drift a little bit away from the system and like what we're teaching. So how do I maintain that relationship with coaches below her without actually feeling like I'm stepping on her toes? Because anytime I've tried to reach down below her, it's very much, um, don't touch my people. And I, I know Melissa's given me advice on that too. Um, but like I said, I'm just kind of open for, for more ideas. Cause like yeah. I, I'm awkward when it comes to relationships. <laughs> Big disclaimer here, you guys, is that she's already talked to her mentorship team and already gotten advice, right? And mm -hmm. yes, it's phenomenal. Um, I'm going to ask like a pretty high level question. Go for it. When you look at that person who's kind of blocking you from the other coaches, mm -hmm. think through the seasons of life, let's say she goes through you know, some real lifey life stuff and business isn't great, right? Um, it's not necessarily easy. Two years from now, is she going to be, do you see her as a strategic partner in your business? Is she going to be there to the bitter end with you? See, that's a hard thing because she's always been an on again, off again. And when she's on, holy smokes, is she on? Like she is very smart. She's very intelligent. She's a very strong leader. But when she's off, like she is very off. And so the roller coaster associated with that makes me want to pull my hair out. I'll be straight up with that. Um, so it's not necessarily someone that I would love to work with long-term unless there's some growth that happens there. And I have a feeling as she continues on her tra trajectory is because like when, like I said, when she grows, like she is amazingly on and is growing and is amazing. You know, hopefully those off moments will become fewer and fewer, but obviously I can't predict the future. Um, wouldn't necessarily hurt my feelings if she wasn't there. Um, but like below her, you know, I think the ED that's right below her is not necessarily a strategic partner either, because he's made it very clear that he, uh, doesn't want to make a career out of this at all. Um, but it's his up and coming coaches below him that are like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't handle that. I mean, I do and I don't because I I've worked in in depth in in my other lines and I just don't run into this roadblock. And it, so it's I'm trying to navigate this very fine line. And you know, Melissa's given me some very good advice about you know just like maintaining relationships and you know giving business advice that sort of thing always through business threads. And so I like that, but it's hard to navigate some of those situations where it makes her feel like I'm violating her trust when I'm just trying to guide and support as well too. It takes a, certain it's a complex situation. Yeah. It, but it does take a certain kind of personality to be reactive and have our panties in a twist with upper mentorship reaching out. Right. Mm -hmm. If Jen Zooms with one of my coaches, I am nothing but grateful. <laughs> the time that she's spending with them. Yeah. And when my coaches vent up, 
to Andrea or Jen about something that I'm doing that they don't like. I'm so grateful that they have that space to do it. And they can go out to coffee and talk. And, and I know that Jen's going to show up in support and leadership, but also provide them a venue where, you know, if personalities clash, they can right. do that. And from a business standpoint, it's shaky to grow a business with someone who's a roller coaster. It's like trying mm-hmm. to be married to someone who's, you know, a diagnosed personality disorder and also not going to therapy and ever going to fix it. You never right. know what you're going to get. And so I think you've answered your question. You don't know if this is a strategic partner or not, but there are certain people like some of whom are on this Zoom. I know they're going to be there until the very end, right? Relationship first with them over any potential that I see in their client load. But the people that I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. I might really push the boundary of building relationship with their coaches so that I can find the people who are going to be my strategic long-term partners. People are self-diagnosing themselves in the chat that you're a roller coaster. There's nothing wrong with being up and down. We all have motivation that comes up and down and momentum that comes up and down. Um, That is one thing. But if it's emotional volatility and possessiveness of coaches, that's a big red flag for me um, personally. And it's a delicate, delicate balance. But in my organization, I want every coach to feel like they have direct access to be able to come and talk to me. Yeah. They're unhappy with the coaches between me and them. They're going to get nothing but space and abundance for that. Those leaders to grow. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but they can also talk to me. So like it's, it is emotionally exhausting for me. And so I think you're right. I didn't answer my own question in that because honestly, like it's hard to pour energy in and it is an energy suck. And I would, it's, been at times easier for me to reach out to other coaches in my organization as well when they fill my cup rather than drain my cup. It's hard right now because what is that saying going back to you work with what you have until you get what you need. Um, And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And so it's balancing that emotional drain um, and still learning how to delicately work that situation without throwing in a bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those who are attending in Mexico, there's going to be a topic specifically on this. Um, and I also, again, want to refer you guys to digging for gold in the running to fibble page, because there's some tutelage on how to do this, creating the awareness that they can go to you. For me, that might be just opening the door with me, sending them a private message. And of course, seek your mentorship's advice. If you feel like that's going to be swinging a baseball bat at a hornet's nest who's told you stay out of my coaches' lives, don't talk to them, but also they don't set the rules for my business. Um, so I can politely disagree with that. The other big thing that's helpful is for these coaches that are under maybe a volatile coach, if they know about Tuesday nights, if they know about power hours, if they know about Morris Tribe and they're engaged in kind of this whole, as a whole, we collectively teach reaching up to mentorship. We collectively teach that we're all kind of doing the same thing. We collectively teach a system so that even if their direct mentors are like out at Carnival for a season, they have enough kind of mainstream education. And again, that can hopefully reinforce. I cannot give guidance on how to politely disagree. (laughs) I cannot. I have to hop on a celebration call. Um, It was lovely celebrating um, and planning our ending of Q4 for, uh, 2022. So time blocks, some little nuggets of time for you guys to work on this stuff. Okay. Sorry, John and Kirsten. I'll think about politely disagreeing. All right. Bye guys.